2: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The dream is made real. Ricky Hott rocks
0: the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over.
2: Welcome back to BTR Boxing Podcast Network. I am your host, Sean, joined as always by Johnston for this week's big fight preview. And it's one hell of a fight indeed to be watching this coming weekend as Regis ProGry defends the WBC World Super Lightweight title against undefeated fire, Devin Haney, who has moved up to this particular division this is the big fight of the weekend there are some other interesting fights going on involving Mark McZio on a different card in Long Beach we've also got Robsey Ramirez fighting Rafael Espinosa, undefeated fighter defending his WBO title Ebony Bridges he's on the undercard of the pro grey Haney fight we've got Andy Cruz fighting as well on this one so there's you know there's a few Mentions there to go through the course of this episode about certain fights that are happening, but this is one hell of a fight. The main fight we're going to be talking about today, Johnston, is the one that I have been looking forward to this for for a while since it was announced a few months ago. You know, I was just like, "Really? Is this actually happening?" You know, this is this is really good fight. Like Devin hayner we knew he was always going to move up at some point, but I just wasn't expecting it to be. Right now, and I also wasn't expecting him to be propelled straight in to a big fight with a world champion going for a world
1: title. Oh, I i agree with you there. um i did not I d I didn't I didn't see that coming. Um when it was made, I was like I, I was really happy about it, um, excited about it. I think it's a really great fight in terms of the two different styles that they bring. So for me, it has the potential to have sparks in it within it. Um and um, with that, so we're going to go too much into how this fight's going to play out until sort of a little bit later on this episode. But yeah, it, it's just, I like the contrasting styles, I, the contrasting personalities. There's obviously a little bit of needle between the pair which and animosity, which adds to that bit of spice to this fight. And yeah, Haney moving up into a new weight class. I mean, it's only five pounds uh, from 135 to 140. Um, I still feel because he's taller in a way and he's always filling out I think he probably struggled at times, especially with the Cambodos' fights. I felt like he struggled to make the weight. And I think there was, you could see a little bit in the Lemanchenko fight as well, where I felt that it was near time. I think he's really pushing his luck a little bit. So really pleased he's moved up. And then you got Progres, who's a natural 145, fighter. But, you know, Haney's going to be taller. So I still feel, that because of the height advantage he has, I don't think the extra five pounds is going to be a huge deal to him. But one thing I'm surprised about is that is like, 34 and Haney's 25. I was quite surprised there's a nine-year difference between the pair. But, um, yeah, really, really excited about this one. Um, and and I love these fights because you're to and fro with yourself. It's never easy to pick a winner. And that's what we want. We want to see fights where you can make a case for Evil man to win this fight on the night. And uh, that's great. It is great. It's a great fight to be getting ready to close the
2: year out i mean in the space of three consecutive weekends now we've got this fight we've got obviously bam rodriguez and sonny edwards and then we've got the day of reckoning show of course with wilder versus parker and joshua versus volin so you know we've got a really good end to the year so i'm really excited to sort of go into these last three weeks of the fight calendar year and and really talk about some some great fights and you know, props obviously Eddie Hearn for making a lot of this happen. I give him his due because these are good fights. Like I'm, I'm happy to be seeing these particular fights. The Pro Gray Haney fight, which is what we're covering for this episode, is a really good fight. Like, I wasn't expecting myself, like you, Johnston, to be kind of umming and airing about how, how I see the fight going down. Like we know what Haney brings to the table. We know how good of a fighter he is. And again, you've already said it, Johnston. He's pushed his luck down in the lightweight division. People felt that Lomachenko was robbed in that last fight. And understandably so. I understand why they felt that way about it. It's not the biggest robbery I've ever seen, of course. We've we've seen worse moments than that in the sport. But I think he got away with that. He got away with that. And he was lucky because he was able to keep on to his titles and then move up. And because he was able to keep on to his titles, ultimately, the WBC, and in their infinite wisdom, decided that because he was champion in a previous weight, they'll put him straight in and instill him with an opportunity to fight for the WBC super lightweight title against the current holder, Regis Progre. So it does make for a good fight. I feel sorry for those that have obviously been fighting in the super lightweight division to, to put themselves into the position to fight and Haney moves up and gets that opportunity straight away. I do feel a little bit sorry for those, but I understand kind of why they've made that decision and it kind of gives them that sort of champion's right, you know, be an undisputed champion and obviously that WBC organisation deciding that they'll they'll just put him straight up there. I, I, I do understand the logic of some of this sometimes. He's made a good fight out of it, so I'm not complaining too much about why it's put the position the way it is because I know that we've got a potential fight of the year contender right here at the weekend like Regis progre, we know what type of fighter he is we know he's going to cause problems for Haney yes he is a little bit taller can Progray make that disadvantage of him being slightly smaller an advantage can he get on the inside can he bully Haney or can Haney use his boxing ability and keep this at range can he keep it like the Cambosis fight essentially and and just boss the fight and make it easy for himself i am genuinely i'm not torn between who i think's gonna win but i'm kind of anticipating how it's gonna go and and i'm not 100 sort of set in my own mind as to how this will play out what are your initial thoughts on on how you think it's going to play out johnston between the two of them
1: well I, you know styles make fights i feel that this is a, a good it's, it's, it's a nice gel in styles depending on what Regis brings, I think for Regis Progre, it's all a matter about him because if he doesn't impose himself on the fight against Heaney, then Devon has got the ability to make it quite a boring night, and I don't want that to happen. And I don't feel that Regis Progre will because um, for me, he's I, I like him. I, I've always, you know, since the moment he had, he had you know, very narrow defeat to Josh Taylor. By the way, a fight a year of ours in, in 2019, and I knew of him but he really impressed me that night. I think him and Taylor both did, but he really impressed me. And I, and from that point, I've become a fan. And, you know, I, I like his style. I, I, you know, the way he sort of, he, he has a low guard and he's he edges his way in. He's, his head movements developed, but his sort of upper body movements really good, the way he can switch the angles. And what I love about him is that when he's in the ring, he's f- fucking vicious. And there's not many fighters out there that are like that, where if you find your man, he's getting rid of you. And there ain't anyone like that. He sort of has this, you know, he's got an edge to him. And I like it. I like that edge. I love that in a fighter sometimes where, you know, you just want to, you can almost see it in his eyes. I want to smash your face and kind of look, you know what I mean? And I'm going to do it with a bit of skill in it as well. Whereas I think before Taylor, he was a bit of a brawler, a bit of he just wanted to throw shots. But now you can see he's got a bit more about him. 34 years of age, some experience. he's a southpaw, he's tricky um you know i think the one thing that the devon haney group would have looked at is that zarela fight and zarela what he did do well was he he landed that right hand jab on pro Gray and he didn't allow pro Gray to cut the ring off it was a poor performance from pro Gray. he got the split decision he was fortunate is not a bad fighter he, you know haney's better than him so i think for me and i think they've looked at that fight and gone do you know what we can do him and that's dangerous. Again, that. That's alarm bells. You can't... I know you say you're as good as your last fight, but I think you've got to look at a bigger picture with Progay. He's going to have the fire in his belly to want to really smash Haney's face in. And and I think that that could... But that is why I'm really looking forward to it, for that reason. I like that spitefulness within him, and I think it causes Haney some problems. Well,
2: it's mad, isn't it? Because he's the champion, he's the defending champion, and yet he's the underdog. Like... Most outs- uh, yeah, it's an even fight. It's weird, is it? It's even, but yet, most people are going, Hey, it's strange, yeah, exactly. Like, most people will say, Right, well, Hey, well, has got the skill, he's got the ability, everything that we always say, as well, like, about him as a fighter. But ultimately, you've got somebody there who we've seen in his fights that he is he's got this never say die attitude when he's in that ring, and I think he is bringing the heat to that kitchen in this fight. And I honestly don't think it is going to be a dull fight. Like, I could be eating humble pie next week. I've had a little bit of it this week with some of the fights from last weekend. But, you know, I could be saying this now and I could be eating it next week. But I honestly think, like, Progre is going to he's gonna get close to Haney. Or he's going to try to get close to Haney. I think he's going to try to bully him on the inside. I think he's going to use, it, you know, the fact that he's slightly smaller as a fighter to get on the inside. He's going to have some trouble, though. He's going to try and get on the inside first. If he can get past Haney's jab, then we're going to be in for an interesting night. If Haney controls the fight with that jab and he fights on the back foot and and uses that boxing skill and ability and and comes in and out and and uses short bursts, then you can kind of think Haney could control this fight and make it an easier fight for himself. But at the moment, my mind sort of looking at the build-up to this fight and seeing the, the exchanges between the two camps... I think he's, he's got a real fire to it, this fight. And I think, like, Progre is going to go in there, knowing he's the underdog, despite being the champion... He's like he's the one that's got everything to prove. It feels strange because, really, Haney's the one that's got everything to prove. He's the one that's coming up the division. He's the one that's sacrificed his status down in the lightweight division to come up to fight in this division and become a WBC super lightweight champion. But, yeah, he's the one that everybody's saying, well, he's going to win this fight. You know, Most people think it is, is going to be a convincing... Haney win, And I understand why. I genuinely understand why, because he's got the ability to make this fight easier for himself. You can look at the blueprint of other fights with Regis Progre and say, Do you know what, if I go off the blueprint of this fight, then actually I could probably take this fight and maybe I won't stop Progre, but I could certainly beat him convincingly on points. But Proge is the opposite. He's coming in there. He's got the fire in his belly. He's going to get on the inside of Heine and he's going to try to bully him. He's going to try to hurt him to the body. He's going to try and slow him down. He's going to try and stop him from putting that work in on the outside. And if he does that successfully, we could be in for a really, really close potential contentious decision between the two of them. You know, this is one of those fights where for me, it'll either go one of two ways. It'll either be uh Devin Haney will control it and Devin Haney will show his boxing ability he'll look better at the weight the weight will have made that little bit of a difference to him struggling to make weight previously and the skills and abilities that we've formed up over for for so long will will be there and it'll prove it the other way I can see this fight going is it being in Haney's sort of fight that he doesn't really want to get involved in but he has to get involved in because he's forced to he's forced to exchange a lot more than what he's used to he's forced You know, progress forcing the fight that much that Devin Haney has to exchange in areas that maybe he didn't want to exchange in before. And I think as a result, I can honestly see this being like a draw. Like, I, 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 I don't really predict draws, to be honest with you guys. Like, it's not often I sit here, I always pick a winner in this fight. And the two ways I can see it going is Devin Haney gets a points decision and makes it convincing.
1: Or it becomes that close that actually you could end up seeing this being a draw. Do you know what? That's not a bad shout, Sean. Um, I, I, the one thing I will say as well is, uh, you know, there, there's things that Pro is sort of saying. I, I do. like people. I've heard a few people say he's got the dog in him, and he's almost saying that himself. You know, he's come from a, a, a hard upbringing. You know, he's come from the streets, if you like, you know, talking about clapback and whatever else he was talking about. But there is something about endearing about that to me. I, I, you know, I like fighters that have got a bit of fucking spite to them. You know, how much we all love Mike Tyson. Yeah, you don't want him taking it beyond the line and over the line. And he's not. He's just saying it how it is. You know, I've come from, you know, public school. I think Haney was at private school. He's pointing that out. He's pointed out the fact that, you know, as I mentioned before in one of our other shows, that Haney apparently paid off uh, his loss in Mexico and he's brought that to the attention. And, and I feel like he's the guy that's really getting under Haney's skin. Honestly, like Haney's had it easy with all the guys. Oh, that's, I say easy. Oh, that's, that's probably the wrong word, actually. In terms of his opponents, you know, you think Jorge Linares, nice guy, does his business in the ring. Lamanchenko, nice guy. They do their business in the ring. There's not really any spite in this fight. There's not enough to get under Haney's skin. It's easy for Haney to go in there and have a game plan and execute it. Cambosis Jr. tried it at times, not really. Hadn't really got that spite in him. Pro Grey's getting there and I'm seeing those those feathers ruffled and I like to see that. I want to see Haney uncomfortable. And if he's doing that outside of the ring, he's almost forcing Haney to say the words, I want to knock you the fuck out. And I actually heard him say that and I had heard him say that before. Is that a way to him trying to want, because he wants Haney to engage with him. If he's an inside fight, Pro Grey wins that fight. I believe he will because, he, and if he hurts you, he's spiteful. As I say, he's one of the best at it. If he hurts you, he's getting rid of you. And we've seen Haney sometimes switch off. Haney could win this fight comfortably, surely he could. Progre's got to be quick on his feet. It's all about Progre. If he's quick on his feet, closes the gap quick enough, not like what he did against Zarela, where he was very ponderous at times. He never closed the gap quick enough and they let Zarela just jab him and move away. And and if you're looking at that blueprint, guys, then Haney wins his fight hands down. And people have said maybe that's because Progre's 34 now. He's got some... Sort of miles on the clock, and that's why he's fighting that way now. You know, as you said, Sean last chance. In a way, he's like I'm the underdog, and he almost likes it. He's thriving off of it. Other fights he's had since Taylor, he's always been the favorite. Now he's got that, he's got that spite. He's got that about him, and. Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say, I'm going to go pro-gray and I'm going to go pro-gray by stoppage. That's a big statement because a lot of people are saying Haney and my logic is saying Haney. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Haney could have boxed pro-gray and make him look silly, but he switches off for me. He switched off. He got hurt by Lemonchenko. Yeah, it's a different weight class, but you can't really get hurt by Lemonchenko. In the 11th round, for instance, I've watched that recently again. Lemonchenko had Haney in trouble. Linares hurt Haney. Cambo's is not really. It was a dominating display. But pro-gray, if he hurts you, he finishes you. And I like the saying he's got that dog in him and I think he's going to bring that to the ring. Getting under his skin, outside the ring, he's going to do it inside. He's going to force Haney to want to engage and that's where he gets in. I'm going for a pro-gray knockout anytime. Oh, I'll tell you what, you, the way you're talking about this fight, I am genuinely getting excited
2: about it now. Like this, I can just see it being a potential fight of the year. I can see this being... Same. Uh, a defining moment for for one of their careers like i really can't i'm really excited about a fight like this is one of those where it could turn into the fights that he's fan friendly it could turn into a fan friendly fight that's the phrase i'm looking for like when you get people that don't actively tune into the sport and they say oh well do you want to watch this fight you know it's quite a big fight this weekend and you get someone who's more of a casual watcher of the sport. It's what brings people like that into the sport and makes them more of a fan of the sport because you've got two guys, there's needle between them, there's shit being talked in the build-up to it, feathers being ruffled. You can tell that someone has got something to prove in this fight and it seems to be more pro-gray who's talking that way. And it gives you that sort of excitement factor about the sport, which is what keeps us in it and what, what we love about it. And if the fight delivers, you know, it's going to be up there as one of the fights of the year. It really will. And you've got some fantastic fights we've seen this year already. And when we come towards the end of the year and we do an end of year show, it's going to be really difficult to sort of look back and say, what was the one fight that really, really did it for us? Because there's been quite a few this year. This could be added to the list. We could have Bam Rodriguez and Sonny Edwards be added to the list. We could have Parker versus Wilder or even Joshua versus Wallin. We don't know what's to come yet. But this weekend, this fight, it's a must-see fight, guys. If you're on the fence about whether you should watch it or not, get off the fence and get watching it, because this is what the sport needs. It needs fights like this. It needs consistent fights like this, and we are getting them. We are getting them a little bit more this year than, than what we've had them for the last few. So it is genuinely exciting to be talking about a fight where I'm thinking, hey, this, this could really go either way, and this is what you said at the start of the show. Was like It's one of them where you kind of sit on the fence... You, you you talk about it and then you kind of make a decision. You've gone for a, a big, bold statement by saying Progre stops him late in the fight. It's not out of the realms of possibility that I could actually happen. I say a draw. I say a draw potentially here because I think it's going to be a close fight. And if it is a draw, then we're going to see it again. And that's even better for us if it turns out to be a good fight. I just hope it delivers now because I'm, I'm so excited oh, no. about watching it. I just, okay. I just hope it lives up to the to the expectation and the hype that we're bringing to it, guys, because you're going to listen to the show and you're going to go and watch it and it could be absolutely dog shit. <laughs> and then you'll be looking at us as saying, these guys don't know what the fuck
1: they're talking about. <laughs> like, no, I know... I know oh, go know I'll give you a show. I mean, like, it, I just feel that for me, this, this fight, forget about... Other fights, don't look too much into it. it. Honestly, just throw that shit in the bin. It's not even worth it. Because I've got this feeling that progress is bringing it, and it's it's just going to be about uh, who's got the heart and resilience at times. And 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 I edge Progre. I do, and I feel Haney could make it easy. Don't get me wrong. He's got the speed and everything. He's got the the, the slight height advantage. But I don't know. There's something about Progre. I feel like he's got a burning desire to want to snatch this away from Haney and to make him suffer his first defeat and do you know what and people are writing him off as well and and I think he's better than that um I hope we're right I mean I do I just it's all to be honest with you though it has to be coming from Progre if he isn't the man that forces the fight Haney wins this UD and it becomes an absolute stinker and we're looking like we've got egg in our face but I don't think that I think Progre is going to bring it and I think he's going to forget all the rules mate because when these guys get hurt there's only it's instinct from there forget your boxing skills and that's where I think this fight's going well
2: we're going to see we're excited for it we are looking forward to this week's big fight but there are some good fights happening i mentioned them at the top of the show on this particular undercard you've got 23-0 super lightweight australian liam parrow going in against montana love which i think is a a decent fight for him at this stage of his career that is also on the undercard ebony bridges defends her ibf world bantamweight title against mayo yoshida who's 16 and 4 andy cruz is also on this card against giovanni staffron which again i think will be a really good test for him in his second fight so i'm looking forward to that that's another 10 rounder for andy Cruz there in his second professional fight but there are other cards and i mentioned there is another card it's on usa estrella tv and usa fox Espanol. it's in thunder studios long beach mark McZayo versus isaac avalar is happening as well But then the other fight, I think, is a potential great fight of the weekend, which we haven't mentioned yet, is the fight between Robzy Ramirez and Rafael Espinoza for the WBO World Featherweight title. That's a really, really good fight. I looked at Espinoza prior to doing this episode, and, you know, he's got a pretty decent record, actually. Like, again, albeit some of it looks a little bit padded, but you look at his... uh, his record on paper it's like 21 wins, 18 by way of knockout. And he's now fighting for the WBO title against Ramirez, who obviously has impressed so much over the past few fights and got better as his career has gone on since he turned over. I remember when he took that first loss in his debut in 2019 and since then he's just come back and he's got better and better as time's gone on and now i think he's at a point where i'm looking at him he's beat the likes of abraham nova he knocked him out he beat Eric donovan he stopped him you know he had the fight with isaac Dogbay, went 12 rounds with him and then he stopped his last opponent sat show shimizu in five rounds i think he's got much better as a fighter as the last couple of years have gone on and now he's fighting somebody who on paper has got the the potential to to cause him some problems but I don't see it being as emphatic as maybe what it looks like on paper. I honestly think Robson Ramirez wins this particular fight, but it's certainly another fight to tune into this weekend. So we've got quite a few decent ones, haven't we? Yeah,
1: we have. And um, yeah, you're right. I mean, Robson Ramirez, I feel, that has probably got... Well, he is the better boxer in terms of, you know, we talk about levels. He certainly has uh, a better resume, better CV than what Espinosa has, but... Know yeah, what the Mexicans are like. You know, you look at you, you see some of the oppositions, and you think hey, he's fought in Mexico all the time, and who's these guys? he really anything? And I tell you what, you actually go back and see these guys. They're tough. They're tough, hard as nails. It's just such a hard circuit, as I always say. But Rafael uh, Espinoza. I mean, he's talked six one. You know, and uh, he uses his long levers to good effect, and he's very patient with his approach. He can work behind a jab, and he won't. He's not. Like, gotta just go in there, like sort, sort of like Dorado the other day when he when he fought Garcia, where he's just head down and go banging in. He's much more educated in his pressure, um, which is gonna cause some problems for Ramirez. He's gonna need to try and get underneath the jab and really get involved. But um, Espinoza can bang, so um, there's a p- potential banana skin here. But with uh, Ramirez being a southpaw, and I just feel like he's probably just that level above, and you know he he's showing all the time in every fight he has that. He's a real top talent Um, at 29, Cuban. He, I mean, they're, they're technically sound in a way. So, but I think this could be a decent one. I think Espinosa's probably got a strong enough chin for, to last. So I probably would go Ramirez to win it on points. But, you know, I think this is a sort of fight where Espinosa can put himself in the shop window and people can, and he can start earning some decent crust and fight over in America, Uh, for, fight some of the bigger names in the division. Because I think he might cause Ramirez a few issues, a few problems and, yeah, I think that might just be enough to get him another big fight at some point.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, some good fights going on this weekend, guys. Of course, in the UK, there are some small hall shows going on here in the northwest and down at York Hall in Bethnal Green. Of course, if you are local to any of those venues and you listen to the show, please just go and check them out. Some good local boxing going on this weekend as well, but. It is a shorter episode for us this week. We've got one main fact that we've covered. I want to use the opportunity of the last few minutes of the show, as I always do, to talk about any other shows that we've got going on at the moment. So we have our Legendary Nights show, season four. It is back for another season and the first episode releases on the 11th of December. If you've not subscribed to the Legendary Knights podcast feed, please go and do so. Because on there, you will get an exclusive Season 4 introductory episode. And you will get the after show episodes. After each main show, there will be an after show that will drop on the feed. And that will be with our good friend, Lukey at Lukey Boxing. Who always brings a completely different take to our episodes and our shows. So I'm looking forward to getting Lukey back on and, and doing that with him. If you are a patron of this podcast and you subscribe to us through patreon.com, you will already have the first episode of the Legendary Knight series. I have already released it, so please go and check that out on the feed. You always get early access to the episodes, so the next nine episodes following that will all be released earlier to yourself. So please make sure you do keep an eye on the Patreon podcast feed for those latest episodes and if you're not a patron and you are interested or intrigued about what that actually is well it is a subscription-based membership which allows you early access to our content which is across the whole of the network so every show that we put out is on there it is also ad free so there'll be no advertisements during the shows and you will also get access to patron only content There's about 15 or 16 different episodes on there that we've covered as one-offs that have been commissioned by fellow patrons that have decided that they wanted to hear us talk about certain topics, uh, certain moments in time, and we've put all that on there for those to listen to, so you will get access to all them. We do have an exclusive series to the patron-only membership, which is called Boxing Through the Decades, and it's our look at every single decade going up from 1900 all the way up to 2010s. And at the moment, we're around about halfway through that series that has been put on the back burner just for a couple of months while our other shows are running. But there are six or seven episodes already out on there of that. So please, if that is enough to entice you into becoming a patron, please go and check us out at patreon.com forward slash btr boxing podcast if you've not already subscribed to us you can find us on every available podcasting app out there by typing in btr boxing podcast network you will also find the other shows the darker side of boxing and career profiles also on there if you've listened to us today through spotify please leave a comment below and let us know what you think about this particular fight is Regis Progray going to beat Devin Haney or is Devin Haney just too good and he's gonna beat him? Let us know. Drop a comment below where it asks you about the episode. If you want to leave us comments elsewhere, you can do so at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter or the Facebook page or the Instagram page as well. Please make sure you engage, leave us comments, like and share and retweet the episode. All of it is genuinely appreciated. But that is it for this episode. Of course, we are going to be back with a reaction show to this one next week. We're really excited for it. Johnston, you've gone out on a limb and you've said that progress stops Devin Hayner late in this fight. I think it's potentially going to be a draw. But as we both said, it could quite easily be a unanimous decision for Devin Hayner. Really excited for the fight, guys. Make sure you tune into it. And we'll see you next week on the BTR Boxing Podcast Network.
0: It's over! Mamba! He's done it! Anthony Joshua
2: defeats Vladimir Klitschko!
0: Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Sports Social Podcast Network.